Good morning, good morning, Oscar. Thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. Does it stay uncomfortable? I just introduce you. Introduce me. Uh, so before me, I have the two-time reigning champion. <laughs> now before me, I have a very influential person in my life. Go ahead. An amazing musician. Preach, preacher. A good husband. I try. A great friend. Yes. A man who has very had a lot of good qualities. Thank you, bro. The man who taught me how to play piano. That's right. You you tell them. I taught this man how to play the keyboard. His name. You guys might know him as, I'm coming in hot. No. Nah. It's Johan Santana in the building. That's me. You just doxed me, but whatever. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's me. It's me. Thank you so much for being in my home so early, bro. Um, I try. Yeah, you do. How you, you do. doing, fam? Um, I'm doing good, bro. Let's 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 do the thing. Let's do the thing. What thing? The yeah, yeah. The rate scale. Yeah, let's do that. Go first on a, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten. On a scale of one to ten. Can't use five. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing spiritually, mentally, and physically? So, physically, I feel I'm a eight. Okay. My, I haven't gone to the gym in like a few weeks though, because I've been busy with school. Semesters like coming to a close soon. So, um, spiritually, six. All right. I haven't done much praying lately. Besides, like on my way to work, but like sometimes I don't feel like that's enough. Sometimes I feel like it's not enough for God. So. Yeah. And. That's a that's a very interesting concept. I'll, I'll revisit that. Yeah. Um, and mentally, I'm like a. Mentally slash emotionally, I'm like a four. A four? Yeah. Okay. Not terrible. It's not terrible. It could be better. It could be way better. You're underneath the threshold. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, my good sir. Yeah, so for for me, physically, I feel like I'm at a three because I'm recovering from that, that slew of sickness. And yesterday, my back started hurting. I was in Baltimore yesterday picking up a load. And shout out any Ravens fans out there, bro. Baltimore is ratchet, bro. <laughs> for I don't, I'm sorry for those of you who got people from Baltimore. I hate going to Maryland, bro. But whatever, it's whatever. They got good seafood, though. That's for damn sure. There's, yeah, there you go. There's that. Uh, mentally, I'm th- I feel like I'm doing a, a solid eight. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm slowing myself down. What do you mean? I'm slowing down and I'm able to think clearer. <clears throat> okay. I feel like my biggest issue is I'm going always too fast at 100. And it's it's really hard for me to go from driving all day, you know, trying to beat traffic, trying to, you know, take care of myself, protect people on the road. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden just put the brakes like, oh, got to stop now. Like, it, it's really hard for me to do that transition, but I'm getting better at that. Yeah. And with that comes uh, clearer thoughts. So I'm good with that. And... Spiritually? Spiritually, I'm going to put myself at a seven. And um, the reason I'm putting myself at a seven is because I'm just trying to be vulnerable with God, bro. Like, I'm I'm not trying to be performance-based anymore, which is what I feel like we have all been for the longest time. Yeah. We, we get introduced to the, to the aspect of faith where it's like what you do versus what he did mm-hmm. you know is what can what you have to stop doing all of a sudden the faith is a rule book 
And if you approach, I'm going to tell you right now, if you approach the faith as a rule book, as what you can and can't do, you, you have the wrong approach. Mm-hmm. And I wish that that would be uh, better taught to, to believers. Yeah. And, and you said something a few seconds ago. You said that the amount of times that you're praying is not enough for God. No, just like when I pray on my way to work. Yeah, are you saying that that's not enough? Yeah, I feel like it's not enough because number one, I'm not I'm not giving him my full attention, right? Because I'm I gotta focus on driving, and then <clears throat> also in that, I don't like sometimes I don't say the right words that I want to say, or considering that I'm in traffic, like somebody might cut me off, and then that might just throw my whole prayer off, and right? Then, and then it's kind of like, so I will agree with you that praying while you're doing something. Isn't the most isn't the ideal scenario where you can be like fully consecrated and concentrated on talking to God? Right. I do understand that. However, can I challenge you on that not being enough? Yeah. Because I'll put it this way: you just said I'm, I'm telling you, it's I know that you don't do it with the intention of it being performance based. However, it's it's innate in us. It's engraved. It's almost like brainwashed mm-hmm. that we have to undo. You said. I might not say the right words. Mm-hmm. What are the right words in prayer? So when I say that, I mean like, like just I guess verbal typos. Okay. So like, like you're saying, like, or God. Or, or, or I might get a or, or I might get a brain freeze in the, in the moment. Like I'll be uh-huh. praying, and then, like I said, an event will happen, and then I'm like, like, so the prayer that I was just saying completely, like, or you'll be praying, be like, God, I forgive you for your sins, and something like that. <laughs> see, that happens to me when, see, I, when I'm sleeping. When but I'm see, I, like, I, I'm like, like you said, I was t- talk about vulnerability with God. I have become to the point where I'm like, God, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like my bad. Obviously, you, I'm not the one forgiving you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, it, it's. I just wish that we would understand that that's that can be enough mm-hmm. at times, you know, not make it a habit of that being it, which I'm pretty sure that's where you're coming from. Like, yeah. like you, you aren't, you don't exude the effort that you would like to in your intimacy with God, mm-hmm. which I feel like that's the biggest thing that we're missing. This entire thing wouldn't be even be a conversation if intimacy with God would be present, you know, yeah. as present as it should be. So, and it's funny that you say that the whole that you said earlier about like. You know, performance based and making it like a rule book type of thing, mm-hmm. and like the scripture that I was studying like like two days ago was talking about how Paul was talking to, um, I think it was the no not the Galatians. Okay, and he was telling them how they cannot become slaves to the law of Moses. Right, and that happens so much where where and he was basically saying that in itself, although the laws are good and are necessary, mm-hmm. you trying to keep those down to a T is in itself slavery still to the wrong thing that's true i feel like um the the law the law was its main purpose it it did have other purposes you know it did help uh aid with holiness it mm-hmm. did help people uh hygiene and it had a lot of different purposes but the main purpose of the law in my opinion was there's nothing you can do on your own accord that's going to permanently exonerate you from sin, and you're going to need something always. Exactly. And then Jesus came along, and he basically he didn't break the law; he fulfilled it, exactly, completed it. So, with that being said, um, although the law is not a bad thing, no, it is not something that we are to be sub uh, slaves to, simply because we are to be. Servants of God, yeah. Servants of what God says, and if God, in whatever moment, says, "Okay, I need you to do this," and 
it might have been something that the Jews wouldn't have done, mm-hmm. then we can't be like, oh, God is contradicting himself. No, no, he's not. It's it's the fact that the law has been fulfilled and we are under a new covenant. There's a very, very controversial uh, you know, take to that, an right. approach. But at the same time, uh, I do like that we are... You know, open with our walk with God. We're not, which, bro, I, I try to make that a point, like a very heavy cemented point. I never want to portray a fake Christianity to people. You can find that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But I want people to know, like, no, it's it's it's, it's real over here. It's real over here. It gets it gets kind of tight over here. Mm-hmm. You know, it it doesn't always. It's not always glamorous. And my entire thing is, my walk with Jesus is not supposed to be glamorous. It's not it's supposed to be messy. God knew. Mm-hmm. God knew that I was going to be a mess up. He knew that you were going to be a mess up. He knew that we were going to be acting out of pocket, speaking out of character. Yeah. And that that's why performance based Christianity doesn't work, because if my performance attracts God, then it can, you know, repel God at the same time. Mm-hmm. And God isn't scared. By my shortcomings. Never. And I wish that people would understand that God is not scared by your shortcomings. He's he's actually very keen to them. He he knows when they're going to happen. Can you, Do you think Jesus got up on that cross not knowing what was going to happen? He wasn't oblivious. He said, in spite of all of Oscar's shortcomings, in spite of all of Johan's shortcomings, I am doing this for them because I love them. Point blank. Period. So that's why I love Jesus so much. That was a great little intro conversation. It was. Now, I do have a question for you. Yes, guys. Today, I have the question for you. I'm just going to... Hold on. Listen l- Listen to this. This man pour his tea. You hear that? Into the mic. ASMR in the channel. Bro. You that, get it all here. Yeah. Listen. Oh, by the way, Jomi's on the live. Hi, Jomi. How you doing? Good morning. I heard you were sleeping. Good morning. Anyway. My question is... If you could take one trait from your mom and one trait from your dad, what would those be? So, from my mom, I would take her work ethic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Mama Odalis. Yeah, absolutely. Because my mom, she was, she, like two days ago, she was just sick with the same thing you have. All it took with her was to feel a little bit better. She was already out just running errands and doing things that she needs to do. Mothers, bro. It's like that innate energy that they got. I don't get it. Which to a point it bothers me because it's like you're, you like, still got to rest. You need rest. Yeah. Chill. And she's like, no, I got things to do. So definitely her work ethic. Like She's been working the same job for an X amount of time, X right. amount of years. I don't even know. And she just keeps going, man. She just keeps going. And, and it seems like her load is never full. It just, it just seems like... Is never enough. Like she has to keep doing something, something or something. She can't just chill. Work ethic like that will take you far. Yeah. That's that's discipline, man. Yeah. And from my dad, this was hard hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I for guess, for context, listen to last week's episode. Yeah. From from my dad. I guess from what I've heard, just the fact that he was a good man, despite of his shortcoming. Okay. My mom always speaks very highly of him as a as a man. Like he was very he always helped around the house. He always took care of the things that needed to be taken care of. Yeah. And things of that nature. He always took care of her as well. And she always reminds me of this one story that they that they had which which um 
it just let it just shows you a little bit of how how deep somebody can be in in, in intimacy without like sex or anything like that. Yeah. She used to tell me how they used to just lay on the chairs on her balconies in Puerto Rico and just talk and look at the stars. Not sweet. Yeah. That's where you were made, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, that just, just I guess if there's anything I could take from him, it's probably that. Okay. Okay, that's cool. What about you? Well, if I could take anything from my mother, it would be her. What's her relational skills with other people? Does not matter where this woman goes. Everybody loves her. Does not matter. All the jobs she's ever had, she's always fallen in favor with. She got that grace. She does. She, with with the bosses, with her coworkers. And the one, or, you know, there's always one. There's always one hater. There's always one. Yeah. When, when, whenever there's that person, she doesn't have to say nothing. Everybody comes out to, like, to defend her. Mm-hmm. And it's like whenever mom cooks something that's crazy, like let's say she makes some ribs, right? Mm. You better believe that she's making two racks of ribs, one for the house and one to give it to somebody. Your mom never stingy with the food. Never. Never. She is just the most freely giving person, honestly, that I know. I know your Thanksgiving about to be super lit. About to be crazy. I'm going to two houses today, so you already know. But um, she she does have those relational skills with people. And to a point, which is the, the crazy part, it's so well-rounded that it doesn't even... You see how sometimes that can be a vulnerability that people can take advantage of that? Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen to her. She doesn't let... It, it, even if they try, she she wouldn't let. But people just... They don't. I've never seen my mom being taken advantage of in any aspect of, of the word. And that's something that I'm like, yo, that's admirable. Yeah. Like, to be that that um open and caring towards people, basically to strangers, because these, these aren't your family. Yeah. But... She'll treat you like you're, you know, for example, when you first met my mom. Guys, I want to say something. My mother treats this guy right here better than she treats me. (laughs) Whenever, like, whenever we used to hang out at my house when I wasn't married or whatever, is Oscar coming? Okay. First plate, Oscars. I'm like, yo, that's that's more food. That's disrespectful. Than than my plate. What's going on? (laughs) Like, that's that's more food than me. That's because I was the prodigal son. You were. And you did fall in grace with both my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. That's because your dad was just happy that, that you guys weren't hanging out with a delinquent. With delinquents? Well, they see you now with all these tattoos and earrings. And, they, they and sec- I'm still not a delinquent. And you're, you're still not a delinquent. That's that's for damn sure. So. Now, for my dad, mm. the ability to say no. No questions asked. That's like, that's a skill sometimes. I think that's a skill. That just shows integrity, bro. No. That's well, such a strong word. I'm, I'm sorry, what? No. That's such a strong word. It's a strong word, but it's such a powerful one, bro. It's a strong word in the sense that we think we're going to upset people. So what? Mm-hmm. So what? I was, I, I was uh, I saw a TikTok yesterday. Uh, it was a guy who was like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, my friend just... It was, it was, he was exaggerating, obviously. Well, my friend just texted me. He he asked me to if I, he, he could use my car. So I'm just looking for car rentals to see if I can rent one and I can let him use mine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? Well, yeah, because I need the car, but I don't want to say no to him. Give me the phone. Wow. No. He just sent the message. He's like, yep, he's going to hate me. That's it. That was th- that friendship lasted a while. And then he res- sends a message. Okay, cool. No problem. I'll just rent a car. 
We overblow these situations so much because we want to be people pleasers. And I was gonna ask you, are you done with the with the with your dad thing? No, well, just to round it out, mm-hmm. I want to abandon that aspect where I, I do want to care about people. It's a balance, right. you know. Like my mom cares about people, but at the same time, with my father, I I don't want to compromise anything. Right. So the aspect of wanting to please everyone or wanting everybody to be that's just not gonna happen. Okay. So considering so considering that both of your parents with what you just said are very in one sh- in one in they both have to do with relationship. Yeah. So why do you think do you think it's hard nowadays to 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 build relationships or you think that people just because of hurt they just refuse to put the work in to build certain relationships? Um I don't think that it's any harder than it used to be. It might be less frequent because people are, you know, not as out there yeah. as they used to be. But it's not harder to build relationships. The the only reason it might be on a certain level is because of the influence you might have from social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, the culture has shifted in certain aspects. And we, again, we always go back to people pleasing. We always go back to doing whatever we want to. And the relationship that we do want to build, we build it in an unhealthy manner. Like, everything you say, yes. Yeah. That's not what a friendship is. Or any relationship. I'm available for you whenever you need me, if I if I, if I can, you know. If I have to drop something, I, I probably can. I can't make any promises like that. But you're my friend, and I'm here for you, type of thing. That does not mean that I'm going to enable everything that you want me to do. Or I'm going to give you room to uh, manipulate me, to, to take advantage of this friendship, mm-hmm. and just twist it into whatever you want it to be. Right. So, so the, does, are you, no, go, go continue. No, I'm going to say that I, I feel like that might be a little bit more present nowadays than it used to be back then. You think the word no holds more weight, uh, depending if it's a platonic relationship or like your marriage? Well, Cause it, cause, typically marriage. Because as men, we never want to really say no to our wives, but sometimes we say yes because I well, guess you can say. Well, here's the thing. In marriage, I feel. We say no less to each other, and but we say more no to outside things right. that could affect our marriage. So I want to spoil my wife right. whenever I possibly can. But then there comes a, a moment where it's like, yo, listen, we probably shouldn't be spending $30 on Taco Bell. And still- That's how much I spent yesterday. Me too. <laughs> True story. We probably shouldn't be spending thirty dollars, thirty dollars on. But but hold up, hold up. You're one person, bro. But you know me. That's true. Plus, like I had to get food for somebody else. Okay, there, there you go. But it's like we probably shouldn't be spending thirty dollars on Taco Bell when we have plans in the future. It's like these little things. Oh, there's only thirty dollars for me. I just calculate. Okay, that's that's one hour of work. That's terrible. Yeah, people that do that. That's terrible. Like, okay, it's one hour of work, but that's an hour of your time. And I like time is so valuable and we equate it to the to what's in our and that's so bad because we are diminishing the value of our time when we do that. And um it was my fault though. I was the one who wanted to talk about so I I I, I, I probably brought it up and you're like, Yeah, I want that now. Yeah. I, I didn't say no, uh, but Carmen should have said no to me. And when we were in the drive-thru and we put the order and they said, yeah, it's going to be 30, I'm like, we were like, hmm, what? But it is two people. So 
Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still not a responsible amount of money to be spending, especially when I was supposed to be doing No Spend November. So, jeez. Let's get a little more intimate then. Okay. I don't know what this, the way this episode is going to go at all, but okay. Saying no in the bedroom in terms of not trying new things, but like, hey babe, I want to have sex. Right. No. Well, mm, I have how, how how as the how the feelings of the person in like asking how do they take it? And then also as the person that's rejecting. Okay, so. Because I've been rejected sex before. So, yeah, I feel like we have to be a little bit careful with the, the verbiage of this because. And the tone. Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, you and I, you know, we we have, how long? You've been married for five years. I've been married for five years, right? Mm-hmm. In five years' time. There's a lot of growth that happens. Right. A lot of different dynamics that take place. However, at the beginning of a marriage, you're, you're less likely to hear that, you know, because you're more whatever. I feel like the context within the marriage and just casual sex are two different things. Like, consent should always be a thing. Right. Always. However, um, when you're married to a person, you did, you know, I, my body belongs to my wife a lot of people don't like hearing that but that's actually biblical which is weird that people don't like hearing that but it is it is because here's the thing my body belongs to my wife to the point that i don't get to do with my body whatever i want to do i don't get to be with whoever i want to be right i don't get well let me rephrase that because i don't want to be with anyone else but i i I don't just i don't get to be a hoe Right. Basically, I don't. I, I. I'm not out here in the streets walling out because my body belongs to my wife, and vice versa. Her body belongs to me. With that being said, since we have this window, or not window, this uh, uh, section of exclusivity between her and I, that does mean that we have to be tending to one another. Right. Right. For example, as a husband. You don't just get to deny sex to your wife. Why, though? Just because you don't want to. Why? Because that is neglecting a need. Sexual need, that, that's a thing. Right. And if you're constantly, here's the thing, unless, um, I'm going to make the, you know. It's going to be a good episode. I, I hope so. It better be. Unless there's like um, a chronic illness that's going on that it mm-hmm. just can't happen or, you know, there's legitimate health concerns. Right. You don't just get to say no just because you are married to this person and this person has sexual needs. I am not encouraging infidelity. However, if you are constantly, consistently, repeatedly negating this person's need, their ask, then you are basically opening the door for them to fulfill that through other means, let it be with another person. Let it be with pornography. Themselves, yeah. Let let it be whatever. Yeah. Or even drive them to see you in a different light. Mm-hmm. Because you have to ask yourself, why would you? In my opinion, you're you are either consuming pornography yourself if right. you're con- constantly negating that person. Mm-hmm. You're either um, you don't you're not attracted to that person. Right. Or there might be another issue, which might be internal, where you're insecure. 
Right. Might have performance anxiety, you know, that you haven't performed the best in the past, and you don't want to put them through that stressful situation again. You, all, all of that, right? Those are all things that can happen that can lead you to be constantly uh, negating your wife. Yeah. Or, or, husband. or your husband. Yeah. With that being said, I don't feel that it's fair that we agreed to be exclusive, sexually exclusive with each other, and then... In that exclusivity, you are now negating me what my needs are. Mm -hmm. And then you think you have the right to be upset when I try to fulfill those needs elsewhere. Sure, be mad. I did betray the contract. But so did you. And again, this isn't uh, permission to... Cheat. No, not not just (coughs) cheat, but to throw consent out the window. Right. I feel like the bigger question is, why am I getting more no's than yeses? You know, are you a terrible husband in every aspect of the word? And, you know, you spend no intimate time, no quality time with your wife. You negate her love language, which is how people feel loved. Which is a big thing. Exactly. Let's say that your wife's love language is quality time or is uh, acts of service. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing is, is touching. Yeah. All you're doing is wanting to hug, wanting to kiss. She's still not gonna feel loved. You, we forget Which that. Which I actually posted out on on the Instagram story today is almost saying the same thing. Like you're like you're still not really fulfilling that, and she's still exactly. not gonna feel loved because, like you said, like if her love language is um, acts of service, for example, and all you're doing is touching, or all you're just telling her, suffocating her with compliments. Yeah. She's, you know, you're not doing anything really. You're exactly. You're you're basically pushing yourself back. Is it's retroactive, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day. If all you want, if all you look for at the end of the night when you're like, you, basically, you, you're looking for something that you haven't lost. It's, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, in, in that case, she's going to be like, oh, all he sees me is as a piece of meat. Right. All he sees me as, what can I do for him? Mm-hmm. And that's not marriage either. So the, the, the thing with that is, is that, um, and I learned this yesterday. I wasn't trying to get this out into the conversation, but now that we're headed that way. Okay. Um, that basically are like when the strong desire for sexual intimacy is that much stronger that it con- it completely um distorts our way of thinking. They call that basically like animalistic at that point. Okay. Because sin, right? Sin makes us in it, it dehumanizes us, right? Right. It separates us from God or whatever. And it gets to the point where when you do want to do something else, like cheat or watch pornography, mm-hmm. that is just the desire driving now instead of the desire being in the passenger seat and you leading the desire. Exactly. And, you know, just with that being said, like you neglecting your spouse, I feel like, and, and God was playing, I don't know what, what kind of game he was playing because like the, st- the stats say that a man needs, a man releases stress through sex. Yes. But then the women doesn't want to have sex because they're stressed. So what happens is... They don't know that. What happens is that there needs to be some type of sinking and which is where you always go to, serving each other. Exactly. Out serving each other. And that's where you put your, your partner's needs first and they put your needs first so that way you can come together and sink. Mm-hmm. And then that way... that That's why... That's why Sex in the Bible is such... Sex within marriage is such a big thing. It is. Because the devil just tries to distort and corrupt what it's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. 
which is why we end up object objectifying people. Yeah. You know, that's why we end up looking at them like a piece of meat because it's no longer, the, it's not even about fulfilling a need anymore. It's about just getting off. Exactly. And then that's where I feel like you cannot view your spouse as a tool. That That is a very, it's a perversion within marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's something that many of us fall trapped to when we stop uh, tending to them in other aspects. The term used was image bearer. You stop looking at your spouse as an image bearer. That's crazy. Bearing the image of God. Yeah. That's crazy. That's okay. Yeah. See, it, that that puts a lot of weight uh, yep. on, on the situation. Because, but let me take it even deeper. When we get married, we forget. We're not promising each other that we're going to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. I'm promising God that I'm going to take care of this woman. All her needs. Exactly. She's promising God that she's going to take care of me and all of my needs. Mm-hmm. And whenever we violate that contract, we're not violating that contract with each other. We're violating that, well, not just with each other. We're violating that contract with God because mm-hmm. we, we promise, hey, God, listen, uh, I don't care about what I told you X amount of years ago. I'm going to do my thing now. Mm-hmm. And that's that that's a, a treacherous path to take because you're, you're this is still God's daughter. And God created her with sexual needs. Exactly. God created you with those needs. He literally said, and it was good. Exactly. And then the Bible even says, uh, her body is for him and his body is for her. Mm-hmm. Basically, not to do that. In fact, is it Paul? I think it's Paul that tells marriages not to, I hope it's Paul because I don't want, not to uh, negate each other. Unless there's a mutual uh, understanding or, or, you know, and I understand that. For example, for those of you who are in the roommate phase, I feel like a great thing that you can do is abstain from sex. So what's roommate phase? Like just like when you're living with your spouse, but things aren't going correctly. Exactly. Let's say that you're always, you're tense, you're not spending time with each other, you're Mm. whatever. I don't know about that. Hold on. Let, let, Let me, let me explain. If... You guys are just not in sync right. at all. The sex is going to be trash, bro. If you're not in sync is what I'm saying. Maybe you might have one or two, but it's not going to be a constant, repeatable thing. I just think I just think that sex in some situations like that, sometimes sex can be the glue that, that holds it together. Okay. And you don't want it to be, but it can be. But that's my point. That's my point. Remove it. What do you have? Nothing. When you when we were single, like say we weren't married, right? Right. Or we weren't supposed to be having sex. Right. So what did you have then? How did you fall in love with each other? What I'm saying is it's a great thing that I don't feel should be an element. Oh, that's no, it's good. Involve it in your marriage. However, if you feel like you're stuck in the roommate phase, go a week or two. Just building up with mm-hmm. each other. Spend time with each other. Uh, go out of your way. Be a little bit more intentional about the love language aspect of things. And then once you remove it, what do you have? And then if you remove the sex from the marriage and you feel and you see that you guys aren't talking, whatever, that's what you need to tackle. Forget the intimacy part mm-hmm. or, or the physical intimacy. You need emotional intimacy. You haven't talked to this woman. You you don't know that she's been going through a hard time in her life because all you're doing is working, all you're doing is coming back home, you're going to sleep, and that's Or vice it. versa. You guys have a little bit of sex here and there, and then you think oh, all is fine. That is not true. I feel like, in my opinion, 
sex should be the ultimate manifestation of everything else that's going right in marriage. My opinion. I know that's a lot. A, that's a good. That's a good way to look at it. It's it just. It, I, I guess you could like kind of guess the reward you can say. Precisely. Precisely. Because put it this way. Let's let's use a standard model of Christianity. Let's say that that you did make it to marriage without, without sex. Without sex. Right. That's technically the culmination of, or how the consummation of the marriage, yeah. how, that all of the effort that you put in to this woman, to this man, with, with no sexual favors, with no nothing, mm-hmm. none of that, all of that, building up to telling the whole world we are for each other, we are exclusive for each other, we, we want nothing to do with anyone else, or, you know, in that matter, we are one, and now we get to bask in the reward, in the glory of marriage that God has prepared for us. So if we take that same approach and trying to patch things up in marriage, it can work. Mm-hmm. I've done that myself. I've said, okay, you know what? Let's take a step back. Let's, let's look at each other how we're supposed to look at each other. You are a daughter of God. I am a son of God. And we should act accordingly. And then what that causes me to do is to analyze what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? I forget about what she's doing wrong. That's her problem. What am I doing wrong? Okay. So, uh, you, <laughs> not bro, like in the live, <laughs> called you out, bro. Called you out. You look at look at the camera. Look at the camera. Look at the camera. Look at the camera. I do this all the time. It's okay, Luli. It's, it's cool. It's cool. I, I got. I got. I got to support my own thing. I got to support. You know. Well, Lulu liked the live too, so we appreciate. It. All right. We appreciate it anyway. So uh, I like that though. By the way, the only reason he does that is to propagate it. Anyway, so with that being said, if you are attending to what you're doing wrong, I look okay. Damn, he's about to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's blushing over here. Uh, if you're not like. The, the the grass, mm-hmm. it's higher than than the Empire State Building. Okay. My job, my wife has asked me to cut the grass seventeen times. Okay. How do I expect her to see me as a man when the man is not taking care of business? The car, the car has three ball tires. Every time you go out, you almost die. <laughs> the brakes. They're singing to you. You the windshield wipers are scratching the, the, the windshield. But why are you why are you pointing out things in my car? <laughs> oh that oh I remember the CRV. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> now, I mean these are things that have happened to almost all of us, bro. No, I, I feel uh, you, yes. But it's like you're not taking care of that. Your wife is supposed to feel protected. Your wife is supposed to feel that you you are taking care of it and she and if then here's what happens if then she has to step up to do what you are supposed to be doing then what's what's going on so i just got a crazy thought go ahead men do a great job at demasculating themselves ah oh my god go ahead men do an excellent job at demasculating themselves and it's like emasculating emasculating sorry and it's like nowadays all i see is a lot of men saying wanting certain equal things like oh why do I have to take out the trash? She could do this. She could do that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be 50-50, 50-50. All you're doing is just making yourself smaller. Yeah. Without even realizing you're doing You think that you're asking for equality. You think you're asking for 50-50. But what you're doing is you really just 
then the, then she looks at you like you are less of a man, and then you're like, why? Listen, it, I take it a little bit deeper, a little bit further. There is a very, it pisses me off, bro. These bums, that's, that's the only word I could use for them. Whenever you bring up an issue, oh, men generally have to fix X, Y, Z. But what about the women? But what about the women? Oh, well, I bet you a woman wouldn't do that. Bro, we're talking about you right now. And right now, you you are, again, emasculating yourself. Mm -hmm. You're comparing yourself to a woman, which, whatever. That's a weak move. It's a weak move. Like, you you, you are always going to... I I made the analogy a few months ago. It's like, let's say that you're a parent, right? Right. You walk into the room. Timmy and Sarah. Who are these, your kids? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Timmy and Sarah. Hey, Timmy, you got to clean your room. Well, Sarah's room isn't... It, it, Sarah didn't do the dishes. That comes from a young age. I'm, t- I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Tim, you got to clean the room. Well, Sarah didn't do the dishes. The dishes are dirty, but that's irrelevant to what I'm telling you right now. Exactly. Her cleaning the dishes... Here's the crazy part. Her cleaning the dishes is not going to clean her room. So you get stopped by a cop, right? Go ahead. Because I love analogies. Yeah. You get stopped by a cop, mm-hmm. and he tells you, I'm going to give you a ticket for speeding. You telling him, but I did all the stop signs and all the red lights isn't going to stop you. We're from... not ticketing you for the stop signs and the red lights. We're ticketing you for speeding. For speeding. But, but here's where I take the analogy. You get stopped by a cop. You ran all the stop signs. You ran the red light, and you're speeding. Oh, but officer, she has a broken taillight. We're not stopping her. We're stopping We're you. We're stopping you. You're Why do you want to address everyone else's problems? Like, what, what my my entire thing is, them acknowledging what they're doing wrong and fixing it will not automatically fix your problem. Nope. So why are you worried about the next person's plate? Why are you so pressed about what she's doing? Why do, why do you want to be so feminine? Because in my opinion, you're being a girl right now. And I'm sorry. I apologize for those on you in the live, whatever. I don't really care. But... You're being a you're being a little girl right now, and then Lack when and, and then your wife is seeing you as a little girl that you that you want to be. That's why I do my very best to avoid the back and forth with my wife when she corrects me. So not only so not only that, but also then you get mad mm-hmm. when your wife says, "Oh, you got to fix X Y Z." No, no. Then you get mad when your wife sees certain videos of men being men. And then you get mad when she's like, I wish you were like that. Bro. I, Not justifying that she should compare. No, no, no. But we're humans. We're going to do it. I don't even think it's comparison at that point. If you're really lacking in such a way. Mm-hmm. it's For example, I gave my wife free permission. Like, full-on permission. Babe, if you see a video on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, that shows a good example of what it is to be a man. Send that to me. Don't worry. I wish you would see my Instagram uh, and whatever. It's all Carmen just sending me like, look at this. Look at this. A man who prays with his wife. Look at this. A man who's taking care of business. And I'm like, that is not something I should get mad at. No. It, number one, she believes in me to the point where she can send me something and she 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 thinks that I can actually imitate those things. No, correction only benefits you. Exactly. I don't understand why men are... Well, it's It's pride. It's pride. It's pride. But but just for the sake of the argument, I truly do not understand why is it that men get with women who 
they don't feel have the right to correct them. Why do you do that? There was a guy who told me, I've been married for 28 years. My wife doesn't get to correct me. That I'm not her child. I'm her husband. And I'm like, you've been married for almost three decades, bro. And you don't see this woman in the light that you should. That's all I'm hearing. I'm not hearing that you're the man you, t- you handle business. What I'm hearing is that you're stubborn and your wife gave up on you. Point blank. Yeah, because eventually she will. And I said it one time. I, I think it's just lack of respect. It is. I don't think I, I, for, in that case, in that man, that man doesn't respect his wife and he does not see her as her equal. Bro, these men don't like their wives. Men who do not think that their wife can correct them do not value their opinion. Or, again, they're just little babies who think that everything that they do is, is should be applauded or nobody has the right to correct them. So we are the same. We are equals. Exactly. In partnership. In that sense, I feel like my wife has all the right. Like, yo, you're wilding. You're tripping. You know why? Because she's the one that's directly affected by my actions. Going back to the whole sex thing, if if I'm doing all of the things right, then this is going to be a reward. If I'm doing everything wrong, it's going to be a chore. This or it's is, just not. Or it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And if it if it does happen, it's not going to be ful- fulfilling or satisfying. Exactly. Why? Because I am not upholding all. People think that marriage is just sex and living together, bro. That's not it. It's not. It's not. Like if your wife doesn't feel taken care of. Mistake number one when I first got married, because the original topic was supposed to be married at a young age. Right. Which literally, I feel like we're kind of treading that. Literally my first mistake. I really thought it was just going to be, we're living together, now we can have sex without feeling guilty, etc. Everything is going to be great. Yeah. Played myself. Terribly played yourself. Lack of education. Lack of lack of education, lack of knowledge, lack of good role models. Lack, lack of, of good role models. Lack of everything. Jeez, because as men, we, we we and we do this with everything. We always we always try to go into something without 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 looking at the manual. We Why? always try to build something without looking at the manual. Why? Because we think we know it all, and we think that we that, that we'll be fine, that we'll manage. Yeah, we think that what happened to so and so is not going to happen to me. At, at the end of the day, we have this this complex superiority complex where we feel that everything should revolve around how we want it to. Where we feel like our marriages should go the way that we want it to, bro. If men had their way most of the time, we would just be like, get home, do whatever, not take care of anything. I feel like sometimes our wives are the best people to kind of like keep us on track, like to bring us back to, to, to consciousness. Like, yo. They have to be. Our wives are the only mirrors that talk back to us. Exactly. Like, yo, listen, you're a man. You're my husband. You're the priest of this household. You're the protector of this household. I'm going to need you to act accordingly. What, do why do you? I'm gonna ask you a question, and let's let's uh, not say it's just pride, even though it probably is. Mm-hmm. But why do you think that so many men react negatively when their wife insists, challenges them to be the men who they believe they can be? Because they already think that they are the man that they think they can be. Excellent answer. Elaborate. Because everybody around them tells them that they're doing everything exactly how they need to be. Yes. That's that's pretty much it, honestly. Because most of the time we just surround ourselves and we just surround ourselves with 
people that when it comes to marriage or men when it comes to marriages, they ha- they do it a certain way and just because they've lasted X amount of years that that's the that's the formula. Yeah. Which is bad, and we talked about it last week. That just because you, there's, just because you've been in a toxic relationship for twenty years, does not mean that the relationship is strong. It does not. It just means that you're just accustomed to that. Yeah, it means that people are not willing to let go. They're comfortable. They're they're just there. So I I think, and yes, again, a little touch of pride, a little touch of lack of respect for your spouse. Yeah, it's just a recipe for disaster. And then and then, I feel like it goes a little bit just to kind of build off of what you said initially. The re the what's the word I'm looking for here? Negative reinforcement, positive reinforcement. Yeah, well, the reinforcing the 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 lie that you're making it happen. Mm-hmm. It's like we've believed all our lives as men again the big lie that men believe. For example, that being promiscuous is a good thing. Basically, being a hoe is a good thing mm-hmm. for men. And then we we have we bring that into marriage. And let's say that we're not hoeing around, but we're interacting with women that we shouldn't be interacting with. We're giving time to other women that we should be giving to our wives. And then what our friends would have applauded, our wife is condemning. We're having two different extremes of a situation. Mm -hmm. You were misinformed and miseducated on the role model side of things. And now that you have a wife, a woman that's standing her ground, that's giving her the value that she deserves... Now, all of a sudden, you're upset. But let's not take it to that extreme. Let's say that your wife had good examples of what men should be in her life. Let's say that she had a good father, bro. A wife that had a good father is a dangerous thing for a man that does not step up. Because mm-hmm. she knows. My daddy yeah, she, would. She knows. Yo, being compared to your to that person's parents has to be the worst. Has to be. Thank God I don't go through that. But... Being compared to that woman's father or being compared to that man's mother, mm. that must suck. Mm. Like, my mama would have never talked to my dad like that. Mm. My daddy would have never did that to my mom. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, now you're comparing me to your parents? Yes, you idiot. Because I grew up in a... in in. A good situation in a good situation yeah. in a good household. My parents taught me what should be acceptable or not, and that's why I'm not tolerating your BS. Yep. So you're just upset that I had a good upbringing and that I'm not willing to to stand for your for your BS. Yep. That's all it have, is. Because you have boundaries, bro. We romanticize our lack of boundaries so much, and it's not even funny. It's we, okay to have boundaries we, within your marriage. We let people step all over us, which that might we're gonna go into that into the end and to the question of the day mm-hmm. but we let people step all over our boundaries or lack of boundaries because we want to please them like you always say she wants to be the cool nonchalant laid back not toxic wife mm-hmm. and they will ride that right into the divorce attorney's office literally and then and then within that attorney's office it'll just be a bunch of gaslighting going on yeah a lot of things that never happened, saying that it happened. Yep. A lot of things that did happen that you're you're now denying. Yep. Uh, well, I didn't know. Oh my God, is I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, you you could have said we did. You could have showed me we you did. Tried. You you weren't trying to hear it. it uh, officer, Your Honor. Every time I mentioned the PlayStation, every time I mentioned the officer PlayStation, crazy in the divorce office. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey, say over there in your corner. Like, Your Honor, every time I mentioned 
the PlayStation, it was like a two-year-old throwing a tantrum. And I'm a gamer. And all, all right, let me put it this way. All millennials who grew up with a Nintendo or something, Mm -hmm. we all love games. We all love video games. Yeah. This might come as as a surprise for those of you listening. I like video games. I don't hate them. What I hate is when we take uh, when we put it in front or on top of our wives. We we prioritize a, 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 an electronic box mm-hmm. over the, the the marriage that we promise to take care of. So we don't we don't prioritize the 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 box because the box is what it is. We prioritize what we get when we connect because the you mean is, you mean the the famous escape no i mean the oh. squad that's waiting for you to play all night long man cuz let's be real mo- number one most of the games being played I was now, about to cuss most of the games being played nowadays are games that you play with other people online the boys the squad right your man is spending 4 5 hours not your man the man cuz mm-hmm. i'm talking to the man you're spending 4 to 5 hours Maybe not physically, but you are giving everything else but the physical to your friends who are easily just as well doing the same thing on their side. Yeah. While your wife and kids and home are being neglected. Not only that, but you're neglecting yourself. You really are because at the end of the day, if you think about it, what are you, what are you leveling up in? Nothing. What What are you teaching yourself? Are you learning any new skills? Is your Is your house in a condition where it's justifiable for you to spend that amount of time? Bro, your smoke game? beeper's been beeping for the half year. Just do that. All you got to do is change the battery. That's all you got to do, fam. You don't even have to buy the battery. Your wife bought the pack. All she All you got to do is open it, get on the step. That's it. You're good for another five years. It's not that. It. It got. It, it's not that hard. It just takes a lot of intent. Intent. Intentionality. Intentionality is lacking amongst men. I'm not gonna lie. That is true. But my question is, because we're not dumb, we see things. We just don't rather not do it because of the comfortability. Bro, I, I'm all right. I'm trying to compose myself because I, I'm like seeing a specific uh, archetype of a man. Oh, because I'm seeing myself. Well, in that aspect, maybe. Well, maybe not in. The maybe video. not in the video. Okay, I'll, I'll put myself maybe with the phone. Right. Right. Like phone scrolling and all that stuff. But what I'm saying is. Yeah, because we're not perfect, guys. If you guys, we're not, you know. we're not. We have our faults, and our wives have all of the right to correct us. Anyway, we have this archetype of a man, which I encounter this this man almost every day. A specific type of man. Whenever I call men out for neglecting their wives, should not be a controversial thing. Hey, men, listen. If you're working forty to fifty hours in a week which equals 10-hour shifts across five days, which, by the way, that's generous. Many people work more than that, work very messed up shifts. Mm -hmm. So I'm just setting up for the best-case scenario. You're working 40 to 50 hours every week. You know what? Let me pull out the calculator right now. We're about to do this. Because there's 168 hours in a week. Right. Right? So there is... 168 hours in a week, right? You're working 40 hours. No, let's say you're, let's say you're working uh, 50 hours. Okay. Because that's, that's the... Let's see here. Give me one second. 
This man's really calculating this. How, no, just because I want the numbers to be there. Just so you can see how asinine these things are. So you have 118 hours left. Okay. Let's say that you are required, me as a trucker, right? I would probably work 60 to 70 hours in a week. Mm-hmm. But I have to sleep because if I wake up and I'm not well rested, people are dying. So let's say that I'm sleeping 56 hours a week, right? I love how you take the extreme. People are dying. I have to, bro. I, as a trucker, I have to. I have to be as exaggerated as possible because that's how people die. Yeah. So, sixty-two hours left in the week. Okay. Let's say from those sixty-two hours, you're gaming how many a day? I I, I remember I made a video saying three hours, and everybody was at three hours. So 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 I'm gonna let's but let's add the numbers from my own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, six. Six hours a day, in seven days. So we're looking at, jeez, bro. It'd be like four on a good day. Hold on, hold on, because let's see, we got forty-two. You got twenty hours left in the week. From one hundred and sixty-eight hours, you're gonna give your wife and kids and kids and yourself and responsibilities because you don't just work. Remember that you're not just you're not a bank account. You're a husband. Mm-hmm. So you're going to distribute twenty measly hours between you, your kids, your wife, your responsibilities, church. If you're going to church, uh, self care stuff. I'm pretty sure you're gonna want to hang out with the boys because it's not just the game. Yeah, because gaming enough. That's e- not exactly. Out. So 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 what are you doing? Is my question. We did the math, we showed it to you, and people will stop, sorry, boys, want to be men, but actually man-child, mm-hmm. will sit here and argue with me the same thing, oh, well, so men don't have the right to be, to have a hobby. Nobody's telling you to stop playing. Nobody's telling you. In, in my opinion, bro, if you're gaming this much, you should stop playing for a while. For a while. Because you've given your wife... How many years of, of this neglect? Let's say you've been married for five years. She knew you as a gamer. Mm-hmm. Your entire relationship, this is what you've been giving her. I think that, that she deserves a hiatus. She deserves you to fast from this. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're, you are literally telling your wife that you value the time that you spend on a console more than the time that you spend with her. And don't get me wrong. This, um, this is everything. This is conversations. This is sex time. This is... Uh, well, I'm pretty sure if you're gaming this that is, much. This is movie time. This is just anything. Anything and everything. You're giving your wife 20 hours a week. And it's not hard. And let's say let's say that you work a 40-hour shift, right? You're giving your wife 30 hours a week. That's still not enough time. You cannot possibly give your spouse less time than you give a video game. I don't even think it should be 50-50. No. Oh well, my wife and I game. You're not part of this conversation. You're congratulations. Move, move on, because that's gonna be a comment. Yeah, it's probably gonna be the clip. I put up. Sorry. Why are we going to the extreme? We're always going to the extreme. Well, my wife is on her phone. I'm more mad about. I'm more mad about the men that see the emotion in the wife, and they don't care, and they don't care. I, they take that moment to manipulate them. I work. You don't got to work, which many times they do have to work. 
they don't but let's say that you know they're home with the kids or not well i work all the time uh you guys don't uh don't have to be out there you don't know what i deal with out there this is my time to decompress she deals with you my time to relax my time to escape the language says a lot because these are all words that have been used why do you find your wife stressful do you find that she's stressing you out is that why you have to decompress elsewhere Mm -hmm. you have to isolate why do you have to escape from your family because you use the word escape a lot you have to now we're not saying that i for one being a husband can be there's a lot of pressures to being a husband. Hell yeah, there's a lot of pressures to being a husband. But you signed up for this. It's not even that, bro. It's it's not like you have to just deal with the pressure. It's, yeah. not, it's not that. I feel that we create the environment that we're in. If I'm yeah. if I'm fostering a healthy, loving relationship mm-hmm. with my wife, I am going to be ecstatic to get home to my wife. That's true. If I am consistently neglecting her with, I don't know, a video game, then I'm, I'm going to want to go home... Just scoot my way into the bedroom, plot myself, wait for her to bring me the dinner, and then let it happen. But I'll say this, bro. I'm gonna victim blame a little bit. Okay. I feel like women are to be are to be blamed. Let me let me just pour my tea real quick before I say this. Mm, women are to be blamed. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna. I love that sound. <laughs> All right. You're turning into your wife. Yeah. Well. The two shall become one, saith the Lord. Anyway. I can see the sass in you. No, I'm kidding. Yo, stop. <laughs> All right, so. I feel like my so chat. Jeez. I haven't eaten anything. Anyway, here's why, to a certain degree, I blame women. You are responsible for what you tolerate. Because I know the type of wife that I married, if I were to be a neglectful bum an idiot who does not take any take her into account and all i want to do is be gaming all day be on my phone all day be doing xyz all day that's not gonna she's not gonna put up with that for very long she's not me knowing your wife she will very with the with with the quickness with the quickness she'll ask me because this is what a boundary i I learned this yesterday a boundary requires you to do nothing and requires action on my behalf if I'm setting the boundary. Mm-hmm. So if I'm setting the boundary, I say, I'm not telling you to stop. I'm telling you, I don't want you to do this. If you continue to, I will then take action, XYZ action, right? So my my wife will set that boundary. It's up to me if I want to say married or not at that point. Oh, so you, you okay, mm, what do I want? A wife or a gaming console. A lot of men might hear that and say, well, that's manipulating because why Why would she want to... No, no, no. Uh, boys, sit down. Let's talk to the wives right now, to the women. It's your fault if you tolerate your man constantly neglecting you. You can put up a fight. You can do whatever it is that you're doing. And if he still continues to neglect you, walk. Oh, well, you just can't leave a man because of that. What man? You don't have a man. You have a child. He, you're telling him, this is how I, I, I interpret this, bro. You're telling somebody who is supposed to be the lover of your life, the man who promised to love you, protect you, take care of you amongst everything else, the man who told you, I am the only man you're going to need going forward. 
He told you, I am going to be here. And now you're holding him accountable for his words and he's mad? How? Where does that work? Where, in, in what way does that, make, does that make any type of sense? It makes the, no type of sense. I'm telling you, the, the wives want to be so cool, laid back. Mm-hmm. Accept and tolerate absolutely everything. At least he's not out cheating. At least he's not. He, you know what? He is cheating. That is an emotional affair that he has with his homies. He's not willing to go a, a little, a little bit of that. That's an emotional affair he has with the with the uh, his Xbox, mm-hmm. PlayStation, Switch, PC, whatever, Steam Deck, whatever it is. Steam decks are expensive. I don't know what that is. The like a. But I I just think. I don't think walk. I know what you mean, but bro, I'm not saying like I'm not saying divorce. Yeah, I'm saying you have the the boundaries exactly. Oh, you're not going to pay attention to me. You're you're willfully neglecting me. Well, here are my bags. I'm leaving, and you let me know if you want to if you want to work this out. It's that simple. You don't have to beg a man to take care of you especially when he was the one who promised you that he was going to do so so in that aspect of the word if you have a neglectful husband and you keep reinforcing his behavior by oh he's gaming what did he accustom him to every time he's gaming you bring him a little snack mm-hmm. okay yeah really you bring him a little snack okay you're responsible yeah. I'm sorry. You're enabling it. You're you are an enabler. And then you have the gall to critic to 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 complain about something that you uh you you complain about behavior that you promoted. And then Junior eventually gets old enough to have a gaming console. Now every time you tell him to clean his room, he doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Or to or every time you tell him to do his homework, he doesn't do it. Precisely. We're building these generations of 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 boys. Bro, I don't even think boys are the, are the right word, bro. These are pansies, as Kelso would say. As Kelso would say. These are these are not men. We're not raising men. We're not raising men who can lead our, our, our daughters. We're not raising... We, we are... Y- y'all are marrying kids. And yeah. let, let that not be misinterpreted. Y'all are marrying, like, man-childs yeah. who, who don't respect their mothers, who didn't do a damn thing in their home... Let alone in your home, you're 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 marrying these these these. I don't even know what to say. I just want to tell them, man, that it's like if you see yourself in this situation, it's it's really never too late. It's it's really never too late to to start doing the work and start being intentional. The game is always gonna be there. That's something that I've learned, and I've learned throughout my throughout these these past few months. Right. That the game was always gonna be there. Mm-hmm. All you need is a TV, electricity, and, and the console. That's it. The game is always gonna be there. You can do. You can make time for it all, but you also gotta make time for if you're single for yourself, and if you're with your spouse, with your for your spouse. Yeah. There, there is time. You just got to be intentional about it. Cause for me, for example. I have no problem. I mean, I have it now. I have a problem with it now because it literally bothers me, especially if I spent too much time on a game. Yeah. I'll literally be like, yo, I'm not doing anything productive. I'll go ahead and go up, go to the gym. I'll go and do dishes if I have to do the dishes. I'll put on a podcast with my little noting journal thing here. Something that allows me to be more than the game. Yeah. Something that allows me to think differently. Something that elevates me to a higher higher person. And, And on top of that, 
the same criticize uh, uh, what is it critique that I have about games, books, and social media. It's all fake. You're talking about books like the like the like, story like, books, yeah, exactly, fantasy books and all right. that things that also women get lost into. Right. Everybody got their vice. Exactly. It's all fake. You are. It's escapism. You are escaping into a world that does not exist because you feel better in there than out here. Out here. You have to ask yourself why. Why is a book about whatever, you know, an elf or or, or, or pixies or fairies or whatever? Yeah, Stop comparing your man to Atlas. What are you doing? He's not Hercules. Please. You are his Achilles heel. Stop it. Why are you doing this? Like, don't get me wrong. It's okay. And I like my wife is a reader. You see all these books. All these, my wife is a reader. She loves reading, mm-hmm. but never does she compare me to the fakeness that's in these books. I don't compare my wife to what I see on social media. Mm-hmm. I don't compare my wife to comparison is the thief of joy. The thief of joy. So, with that being said, I just want to, and, and just a tip, you can balance it out. If my, if your wife is an avid reader, read with her. Exactly. If your man is a gamer, sit down and game with him. Sit down and game with him or just seem interested. If he's into sports a lot, ask questions. Oh, who's playing? What team do you like? Which, by the way, just to make the, 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 uh, I don't say, I don't know how to say salve that in, in English. I don't even know what that is, bro. That, that's, <laughs> it's like just to, um, to clarify. Right. It's the, it's, it's two different things. Don't ask a man what's going on in a movie that both of y'all, or seen for the first time. Now you're being funny. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. It's true. Feel free to ask questions about video games and the and and sports and what's happening. Yeah. Because we can explain. Oh yeah. So he's about to. You know, he passed the ball. He shot at. Is, is out of bounds. So now there's he a turnover. Become a fan. Now y'all bond over the the team that y'all both like. Exactly. That's a beautiful thing. Or you know, hey babe, what's your book about? Oh, it's about this, this, and that. Oh really? Yeah. Go on from there. Bro, I know. The plot to almost all of these books. And I have not read a single one of them. It takes no effort to just ask. Sometimes you don't even have to ask. She just comes to me with, with the excitement. That book gossip. It's like, like it, oh my God. It's like, whoa. Carmen stops reading and she just goes, oh my God. She puts her hand over her, her mouth. No way. And I'm like. take the, Put the tea down. Like, wh- what happened now? She was the one who killed him. She's the one who's narrating the book, and she was the killer the whole time. And I'm like, see, that's a fire plot twist. I'm not going to lie. And I'm like, okay. And I just go down that like, oh, really? And that's it. Mm -hmm. It is nothing more than that. Be interested in your partner. Yeah. Which, that's how you should look at it. Not in necessarily what they're doing, in them. Yeah. Because that is that, a part of them. That is a part of them. I was about to say that. It makes, it's a part of the personality. Mm-hmm. I do not want you to diminish what makes that person them. Mm-hmm. However, if it's an unhealthy amount, you got to check yourself. You got to check yourself. You got to be very, very careful that you're not, again, pouring more time into your hobbies than into your spouse. Point blank. Period. This, this episode really went everywhere, bro. It did go everywhere. And it's about to go a little bit deeper because we still have that question. Yes, we do. So, yesterday somebody, or two days ago actually, texted or commented on one of my posts. What do I do if my man 
has pictures of his ex on his phone. And then, to add insult to injury, another person commented underneath that, yeah, my man has pictures of his ex-wife on his phone and kids. I understand the kids part, but the ex-wife. What do you think about that, man? I think that... What's wrong with this guy? Yeah. That's it. What's wrong with him? I'm about to say something kind of out of pocket, but hold on. Let me just... Say it. Say it, please. It's not out of pocket. I'm just about to victim blame again. Why are these women involving themselves with men who don't like them? Because these are good women. Okay. My mom always told me, Amor no quita conocimiento. Love. Love does not remove consciousness. Does not remove awareness. Right. If I'm aware of what's going on, no amount of love is going to allow me to be stepped on by you. And degraded. If your man has pictures of his ex on his phone, and he re- because this is the whole thing, they refuse to delete them, you are literally competing with a woman who wants nothing to do with this man. Or even worse, you're competing with a woman that at a moment's notice, when she, if and when she becomes available, you will be dropped. Yep. Why man, this man is in love with his ex, though. It, that's what it is, which, again, brings up the question... Why are you, maybe it wasn't, a, you know, obvious at first. Why, as the woman, did you go into a man, go into a relationship with a man? That was still emotionally involved with another woman. And why, as a man. Are you putting yourself out there? If you're still Not even that, but why, as a man, were you not able to recognize that to get over before you get, got on? Yeah. You're not doing anyone any favors. You're really not. Not even yourself. Because you're just, you're just hiding it. You're just putting it under the rug. In my opinion, it, I don't understand why the need for secrecy is a thing. Like, if all you want is sex, please involve yourself with people that only want that, too. Be very clear about that. Yeah. If, if all you want, you know, some company or whatever, do that. But then, these are women who are literally married to these men. And they still have pictures of their ex. And my thing is, okay, it's his ex-wife with the, with the kids. I get that. To a certain point. Not really. I'm like, okay, put it on, on the cloud. Mm. Just put it on a hard drive. Don't keep it on your phone. Because what's going to happen is we are going to trigger unnecessary insecurities in our wives. Aren't we supposed to shelter them from that and not be the cause of it? We are. So, with that being said, it's a it's a hell no for me. And if you're not married and he refuses to delete those pictures on the first ask, walk. Leave. Again, stop involving. I'm very quick to, to, to incentivize people to leave when they're not married. You are very quick. Just because, bro, you should be. I'm, I'm glad that our dynamic is we're not the same. Yeah. I, here's the thing. When you're married, it flips for me. Right. Work it out. But when you're not married, oh, oh yeah, yeah. When you're not married, there has been no commitment on on his behalf or on your behalf. You have the right to leave. We got this tendency to 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 ignore red flags. 
Bro, we have the tendency to be waving them. We wave their red flags for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. My man has pictures. Why do you want to be this cool wife? Who who are you doing this for? Because I feel like the only reason women want to be cool wives is so that other people don't call them toxic. Yeah. That's very spot on, actually. It's never for their own benefit. Why would it be? It's very spot on. And 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 women are just sometimes as egotistical as men. That's very true. It's like it's like they can even look at that, be hurt about it, and still have the illusion in their head that, oh, but he's with me anyway. So, yeah, pretending like it doesn't hurt you. And, bro, I don't know. I feel like I I have been properly in a good way spoiled by a wife who is very. <laughs> she stands on business, bro. She stands on business. She is very um she's aware of what she's willing to tolerate. She has her boundaries set, non-negotiables. Unmovable, unshakable boundaries. And, it, and non-negotiables is something that should be talked about on the first date as well. Precisely. And here's the thing, here's the thing. That type of boundary is not even a boundary that she has with me. That type of boundary, in my opinion, is something that is set around your marriage so nothing can Get disrupt it. exactly someone else another woman's influence that's another person's influence in, mm-hmm. your, in your marriage however my wife which god bless that woman if she were ever to find something like that on my phone which i don't really have a next <laughs> but but if she were to ever, ever find something like that on my phone she'd be like what is this shout out to jacob who just joined the live what is this what 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 is um what I thought she's just going to look at me because she knows that there is no possible answer I can give her that can justify a woman that I had an emotional relationship with, an emotional tie to, romantic interest in. There's no reason that should be accessible to me. That's the biggest thing. It's not, it shouldn't be accessible to me. It's still hanging on. Yeah. The worst thing is, you're being a simp for a woman who wants probably nothing to do with you. Probably, and you're only you're only really hurting yourself because you're 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 missing out on possibly the potential of going all in with a woman who something clearly, way better, something way better, or some not even way better, just something that is that is in new season. Because so, it don't even got it don't got you don't even got to be that your past relationship was bad it was just toxic it was just that season was up exactly it's time to step into the new one it's like we we are passing up good wine for old spoiled wine like oh well this is all I know like bro this is new this is fresh this is yeah you know, this is what you want is well no but now you want to have both now you want to have both <laughs> can't look can't be mixing liquor bro nope that's not good for nobody. Nope. You have to be very, very careful about what you allow. To the this is for the women. Don't allow this, because you do that once. You see the picture, you don't care about it, and then it's whatever. Then what's gonna happen when you find porn on this phone? Mm. What's gonna happen when you find that they've been texting? Who are you gonna blame for that? You. You're the one that you should blame for that. You enabled it. You were okay with it. Don't don't. All I'm saying is give yourself the, the, the space that you deserve, the boundaries that you need for your relationship to flourish, not for it to die. Mm-hmm. Man, what is wrong with these men, bro? 
They don't I, listen to the podcast. Man, and you know what? With that being said, I do want to end the podcast on the, on this. No, unless you got something else to say. No, I just I just want to say that all this is still because I, I I feel like sometimes I have to keep reminding that all of this is not we're not big brothers just trying to look down on little brothers. Exactly no, what just, I was gonna say. We're just men who have lived it. Still kind of see glimpses of it here and then, and then just try to act on it. Yeah. That's that's all it is. That's exactly what I was going to say. I just want to remind the men that are hearing this, possibly, you know, with their arms in the air, like, just pissed off at what yeah, we're Yeah, what do these guys know? We, by no means, are experts, but we've been through it. And we just want your marriage to flourish. We want that when you decide to have a relationship, you're well-equipped. You're well-equipped. That does not start when you get into the relationship it starts before you have to tame these habits that being said that's all i gotta say that being said for those of you listening you guys can follow us at on instagram at underscore stay uncomfortable pod and you can listen to the podcast everywhere which is spotify apple music google play pandora apple podcast not apple music apple podcast soon to be on youtube as well soon to be on youtube that's all, man. We hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. You guys eat a lot. And and if you don't have a great relationship with food, don't give in to peer pressure. Do what you want. Y'all take it easy. Thank you so much. And remember, stay uncomfortable.